welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss, and on the podcast today, we are sharing our second session from Seek the Joy Summit. This was such an incredible session. I'm so excited to finally, 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 finally share it with you on the podcast. For this one, I was joined by Josette Kasik, AJ Sarcioni, and Dr. Linda Ulrich for a panel discussion about stepping into your joy, choosing a positive mindset, and remembering that joy is possible for all of us. I think my biggest takeaway truly from this panel conversation and also from the incredible feedback that came through while we were having the session, I mean, everyone who was at the summit was sending in their thoughts in the chat box. And I just was like, oh my God, don't forget that. Write that one down. Go back later. This was just so, so much fun. I think, okay, so my biggest takeaways, I really think, you know, it's about moving from believing something is impossible to possible but really trusting that any moment of adversity has a purpose. And I know in the moment that feels so tough. Like you're telling me what I'm going through has a purpose or it's helping me to grow or it's changing me or getting rid of things that are no longer needed and it's allowing me to get closer to my joy. Like who who wants to believe that in a moment of adversity? I certainly don't. But trusting that any moment of adversity has a purpose is just a total game changer. And I think too, Another takeaway from this episode, from this conversation is that is knowing that you can choose your joy whenever you feel called to. I'm going to give an intro at the top of this panel discussion. Uh, So you'll hear the intro I gave our incredible guests uh, during the summit in this actual episode. But I just want to share with you, Josette Kasik is a trailblazer, quantum mystic, medical miracle, and one of the world's most successful Zumba instructors. And she was on episode 58 of the podcast, like way back in 2018. AJ Sarcioni is an international motivational speaker and intentional communications coach, author, and the creator of the personality quiz, The Shine Scale. He was on episode 115 of the podcast. And Dr. Linda Ulrich is a social innovator, best-selling author, keynote speaker, and global positive media mogul. She's the founder of Ever Widening Circles, and her daughter, Liesl Ulrich Verderber, was on episode 101 of the podcast. I'm really so excited to share this one with you, for you to hear the wisdom that AJ, Josette, and Dr. Linda dropped during Seek the Joy Summit. So I don't have much more to say for this intro other than make sure to join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And don't forget to leave us a rating and review uh, if you are enjoying the podcast. And by the way, if you tuned into the summit when it was live way back in April 2021, I would love to hear what has stuck with you and what resonates from this one as well. So without further ado, let's dive into this one, Stepping into Your Joy with AJ Sarcioni, Josette Kasik, and Dr. Linda Ulrich from Seek the Joy Summit. Okay, I am so excited to bring you all our first panel of the day. I'm going to invite everybody up really quickly. We are joined by Josette Kasik. Josette is here. Hi, Josette. We are joined by okay. we are joined by AJ Sarcioni. I'm going to get AJ on here. Let's see, AJ and Dr. Linda Ulrich. Good morning, everybody. Hi, how's it going? Hi, good morning. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Oh, my goodness. Well, I am excited for this first panel of the day. Um, I want to do a brief intro on all of you, and then we're going to dive in. So we have Dr. Linda Ulrich. She is the founder of Ever Widening Circles. She's a social innovator, best-selling author, keynote speaker, global positive media mogul, and one of the kindest people I have had the pleasure of meeting in the last year. Josette Kasik is a trailblazer, quantum mystic, medical miracle, and really internationally renowned Zumba instructor. And oh, Josette, it's been so long since I've seen you. So this is so exciting. You look so beautiful. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to see you. And then last but not least, we've got AJ Sarcioni, international motivational speaker, intentional communication coach, shine development coach, author, creator of the shine scale. AJ, it's been a minute, but how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I just got off the ranch. 
I was playing with the cow, weeding out hunts, so I'm feeling good. I love it. Well, thank you all so much for being here. I'm so excited for this first panel of the day. The time that I have really spent with all three of you individually over the last, gosh, I mean, Josette, you and I talked last in 2019, Dr. Linda, 2020, AJ, 2021. All the conversations left a really profound impact on me. And I've been spending a lot of time thinking about, you know, what happens when we let ourselves be in joy? Because I found that when we're in that space of joy, it allows us to be, I think, more fully present in our lives. And I've just become such a big believer in this. It gives us this motivation, this boost, I think, to embrace and transform our experiences. But joy often requires a shift in mindset, a shift in perspective, moving from believing something is impossible to knowing that it's possible. So Dr. Linda, I would love to start with you if we can. You're an expert, I think, in possibility. And as you share through ever-widening circles, there's just a wave of goodness and progress that's well underway, but it's about noticing it. It's about allowing ourselves to see it. So I'd love to start off by asking you, you know, how can we begin to shift our mindset and see the possibility around us and, and see, you know, that it's really still an amazing world. Well, thank you for that lovely introduction. And I, I feel so honored to be on the panel with these two great folks. I dove in and did my homework on both your work. And I, I think that what you're doing is uh, very, very relevant to something I tell people, you know, here's the practical tip. What we give our attention to expands. Mm -hmm. Every, every one of us knows that, you know, if we're mad at our 14 year old, <laughs> generally those things just get worse if that's all we focus on. But if we decide to, um, to open up to the people around us who, who are not making us perfectly happy and we do what we, what we can with what we've got, we can decide that possibility is what expands. So that is, is what I see in these folks work and in your previous speaker. Um, we've got to get mindful about that moment, that pause. And that's, that's my biggest um, thing that I'm talking to people about a lot. This pandemic has made most of us function from a part of our brain that's all about fear and fight and flight. And so if we can just pause for about two seconds, we can shift up to the part of our brain where possibilities are endless and we can walk in each other's shoes and oh gosh, <laughs> there's so much good to be done in this world, but we've got to shift up. So it's that pause that I'm talking to people about these days. Mm -hmm. Josette, you know, it's so interesting. In a lot of ways, you danced out of the darkness and into your healing through, I think, embracing this sense of pause that Dr. Linda is speaking on. Um, if we can, I would love it if you would you know, share how you started to step into your joy um, amidst, amidst illness and adversity and pain, because your story, I think, is incredible. And it really goes to what Dr. Linda was just speaking about, about allowing ourselves to sit in that pause and, and start to grow and see what's possible, you know, from that space. Yeah, thank you. I, you know, for me, one of the things that keeps coming back is I, I was really not into any of this. I mean, if somebody had said quantum physics 11 years ago or mindfulness, I would have been like, no, thank you. <laughs> um, but, you know, the universe has a funny way of pushing you into situations and I'm so grateful. But yeah, I had um, been, I had gotten, I don't know how you better say it, uh, advanced rheumatoid arthritis. Um, I was using a walker to get around and I was told that I couldn't I wouldn't be dancing ever again. And there was also a huge list of pharmaceuticals that was, um, upon my research, it looked like they were taking about 15 to 20 years off my life because I don't know of any pharmaceutical that doesn't have side effects. But um, yeah, at the time I, it was a lot of pain. Uh, RA is really, really excruciating. Um, but I had my, my son was two at the time and he was actually the catalyst for me to take a deep look at what I was doing and what was, it was kind of like, if you could only dance for a few more months, that's where I was at. Like, okay, they said I would have use of my legs 
it was so severe that my knees were pretty much gone anyway. Um, so anyway, long story short, I took, I decided not to take any of the medications. I didn't fill any of the prescriptions, but one of the things that I loved more than anything was dancing. Dancing put me in a spot of alignment. It put me in a spot of bliss. And, um, I made the decision to start dancing, but I didn't know exactly what to do. And I decided to teach Zumba because I needed to make some money while I was doing it. Um, and in those moments, the pain was there, but it started to disappear a little bit. And I ended up, um, as the doctor so perfectly said, focusing my attention on the joy, even if it was just for a little while. And that joy expanded over the course of a year where I was doing this every single day for an hour. And that energy overcame the pain and the symptoms. And lo and behold, they declare me a medical miracle. I don't have the disease anymore. And I mean, it's not all that simple, but um, that is it. It's, it's, it was in those beautiful moments. And of course, it wasn't all peachy. There was a lot of dark spaces and a lot of you know, overcoming trauma. But yeah, finding that joy and inching into um, the energy of positivity and happiness and maybe looking at what was causing the disease, the choices I was making, it was all a beautiful part of understanding very sure that how, where you put your attention on does grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Zumba really gave you that shift that you needed and allowed you, you know, to see the possibility. And AJ, this reminds me so much of your work because the core tenet, I think, of your work with Shine is how I really think if we can find what's possible, believe in it, allow ourselves to ignite these sparks, we step into this greater sense of shine for ourselves. And so I would love for you to share, you know, how shine and sparks have allowed you to see greater possibility, I think, to step into this joy for yourself and those that you work with as well. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here Thank with you. two other amazing women as well. I really appreciate it. Um, do you all remember that movie Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston? It I've seen it 15 times already on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> it came to Disney+. Plus. So if you listen to the song in there, the beginning of one of the big songs, it goes, um, impossible for a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage. And then later in the song, it goes, it's possible, it's possible, and they change it. The beauty inside of it is that, to me, it really is about making a similar thing to what Aiden was saying, the choice of seeing that, is it truly impossible for that to happen? Or can we dream so deeply, believe so much, share that with so many people that things start to become more possible in our lives? And Sydney, as you know, I represent that as this unintentional perfection where we end up finding what it is that we seek. We seek the joy, we find the joy, but the way that the joy shows up maybe isn't exactly what we thought it was gonna be. And so when we're in, intentional about what it is that we want, it's so important to be open to it unintentionally happening. And in my own life, as you can tell, like I love to sing, I try to sing as much as I can because it makes me feel wonderful. And there's been some pretty amazing moments in my life where singing has I've had dreams come true. And as Sydney, as you know, I dreamt of singing with Whitney Houston and Whitney Houston asked me to sing with her at one point in my life. And it's not ever what I thought that it was going to be, but it happened. And um, as I went on my journey and I worked in corporate America, I just continued to focus on a lot of the intentional things that I wanted, which is to make people smile to find success in my life that I can take care of my family or I can live on this ranch that I now live on and enjoy the things that I believe this planet gives me that makes me happy and was open to whatever path it may that I may go on. And in particular, when I worked at Yahoo, when I was asked to move from New York to San Francisco, and then when the company was going through this acquisition and no one knew what job they may have, I just kept saying yes to the possibility of something greater happening. And I eventually found some pretty significant success that allowed me to start this company and now work with CEOs or work with people to open their mindset to find that in themselves. And um, 
I'm sure we'll talk more about, you know, some of the practical ways that I go about doing that. But I think that if you can even just sit down and watch that movie and listen to that song and really listen to what they're talking about in there, the simplicity of creating that spark where there's a belief, there's a possibility inside of that belief. And because of that, there's a chance that it may occur. And if you can live with that, the likeliness of it is going to be that much more greater than if you decide that it's not going to be there to begin with. Hmm. Saying yes to the possibility. All right, Dr. Yeah. Linda, you got to chime in there because saying yes to the possibility, I'm here for it. I mean, I will also say I listen to that soundtrack from Cinderella, Rogers and Hammerstein at least once a week because it's like it, the hearing the music, allowing yourself to soak in that melody, joy, messaging, it changes you. It really does. All right. So saying yes to the possibility, Dr. Linda, we got to talk about that. What, okay. what does that look like? What have you seen through your work and, yeah. and the messaging that you're sharing saying yes to the possibility. So um, at Ever Widening Circles, we've written by about thousands of people who are currently changing the world in the most remarkable ways that we're not hearing about in the news and social media. I mean, there, as you said, there really is a, an amazing wave of goodness and progress well underway in the world that no one knows about. I'm working on that. <laughs> but here's what I, I notice in every single one of these innovators. They all have this way of looking at what happens to them. And um, they know we can't always be happy, but we can always find something to be grateful for. And these innovators that are going to change the future for us that people will hear more and more about because I believe a gratitude economy is coming where we're gonna, we're gonna all start seeking people that are making the world a better place. But what they have in common, for sure, they, they, they receive the same level of adversity, maybe more than the rest of us. But they always are finding, as, as AJ indicated, and exactly what Josette did, they find, they're just not accepting the, the, the no. <laughs> they're, they're finding a way to, to be grateful for something in that adversity that they can use to kind of pry up the floorboards on possibility. Mm. So that's it. I mean, we can't always be happy, but we can always find something to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Josette, AJ, if you want to chime in, I mean, any thoughts on this? I think finding that element of gratitude and allowing yourself to step into it is huge because it is a perspective shifter. Mm -hmm. When we allow ourselves to see, sit in a space of gratitude and allow ourselves to see this roadblock, this moment of adversity, whether it's financial, our health, it's physical, whatever it might be, how can I turn this into a stepping stone for myself? It's something we talk about on Seek the Joy podcast all the time is allowing ourselves to move through something, to turn it into something beautiful, but gratitude plays such a strong role. I mean, positive psychology says, you know, they did a lot of work around this where if you, at the end of the day, write down three things that you're grateful for in that day or that have brought you happiness, brought you joy, positive things for one week, that for many months that follow, your increase in happiness, in optimism, in hope, they all increase based upon just doing that activity for one week at the end of each day. And I think, you know, to what Dr. Linda is saying, I naturally am a person that tries to find to, something to be grateful for in life. I was raised that way. Sydney, you know, we've talked about my parents and the impact that that had on me. And I think even going back to for a second to Cinderella, the beauty of that story can ignite so many young people's minds to believe that these dreams can come true, that I think I was raised with that, which then got me to write that book, Radiant Ruth the Rhinos, you know, shines bright because she seeks out possibility because as a young age, perhaps I was raised to be, maybe I don't even know, I don't even think my parents realized it, an innovator in that way to believe that even though things may not play out the way you want them to, be grateful and keep lifting up the floorboards because there's gonna be something else you find. Mm -hmm. And I love that um, articulation, Dr. Linda, because I was like, well, yeah, that's me. I'm like, I'm lifting up those boards left and right. There's, and there's more boards underneath them, you know? <laughs> oh, Josette, go for it. Any thoughts you wanna share? Yeah, I, I, just, I just wanna also really emphasize, don't skip the adversity. Don't, don't skip the trauma. Don't skip it. 
understand that that adversity is the opportunity. It's within there. So you now I've been now I get it that when all the crap happens and everything falls apart, I'm like, yes, this is great. That means the other side of it is where the expansion is. It's where um, it, it's it's literally the balance of understanding that adversity is the push. And it's up to you to not stay in the adversity, but seek the opportunity and, of course, seek the joy. Mm-hmm. We got to say this love it. I'll Go for it, AJ. Go ahead. Yeah, I love that because yeah. um, we all face challenge. Mm-hmm. And there are people in our lives that choose to live inside the challenge. And they choose to live inside the challenge for a lot longer than they likely should, which starts to pull, can pull them down versus recognizing that we all face these things, myself included, the amount of jobs that I haven't received. And I could easily sit there and be frustrated by that. But why, what good does that do me? I take the learning from it. I try to ask was what, why didn't I get this job? (laughs) You know, what can I learn from this? And then move forward from it as quickly as possible. So I don't, you know, find myself pulling myself down a mountain that I'm trying to climb up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really, I think that that's great. Be, being mindful of the moments that we're in, but also recognizing how much push there is inside of them and where they can get us to be if we use them correctly. I, I just have to add two things to what, um, what these guys just said that I think would give people the next step. There are two, um, two thought leaders that we've written about at Everwriting Circles that, um, that, ha- that inform- would inform this way of thinking that you guys just were so, um, so good about explaining. There's a, an author called, named Ryan Holiday who's written a book called The Obstacle is the Way. Oh, if there was ever a book <laughs> to, to pick up, if you're feeling like you can't go any further, that you've just met every, every obstacle and you, there's no hope, the obstacle, or if you've been avoiding something that you know you need to, to grapple with, that book, The Obstacles Away, is wonderful. And the other one that I really love to share with people is a TED Talk by uh, National Geographic photographer, DeWitt Jones, he has the most amazing TED talk called Celebrate What's Right with the World. And he gives this uh, sparkling perspective that makes you want to walk in a room where other people are having a hard time and be the one who, who, who celebrates what's right in that room. Mm-hmm. Even if everyone's arguing, you can celebrate that people are so impassioned Mm-hmm. about how they want how the possibility that they see so anyway i, I couldn't i couldn't uh, let this moment pass without offering those two really practical um places to go next on these subjects i'm so glad you did you know i want to go back though to this this part of this conversation about not skipping the obstacle and not skipping the adversity and we talk about this all the time on seek the joy because it's from adversity that we birth um who we really are is my belief. When you experience a moment of adversity, it allows you to question, where am I? Who am I? What am I doing? What am I excited about? What am I passionate about? It's this really beautiful moment of self-evaluation, of re-evaluation and self, just really introspection. And then so part of it is allowing yourself, like AJ was saying, to sit in the adversity, but don't live there. So don't live there. Allow yourself to recognize it and acknowledge it but not live there. And Josette, I think you've done such a beautiful job of this and recognizing like when you were in this adversity, you literally couldn't walk. And for anyone that's like, oh my God, I need to hear more of Josette's story. You've got to go back and listen to episode 58 on Seek the Joy podcast because we dive fully into it in that episode. But I would love for you to share, Josette, like how did you start to move yourself out of it? You knew you had to experience it, but you didn't let yourself live there. Were there tools or anything with your mindset that you use that was so helpful for you? Oh, to be perfectly honest with, and I, I just want to tap in, first of all, and say, Dr. Linda and AJ, I've got chills with this conversation. This is, this is the conversation that needs to happen all the time. And I'm so grateful, Sydney, for you to do this. Um, 
I started a practice, check this out, of going on YouTube every morning from the moment I was diagnosed and I, I researched law of attraction. And I started to listen to Abraham Hicks. I started to, every day, I dedicated an hour or two. And that, every single day, started to make me aware, first of all, of this law that I didn't realize was there all the time, um, and what and how it worked in my life. And um, I, I honestly have to say that listening to Abraham Hicks every single day uh, shifted my entire being to going, let me, you know, Abraham Hicks always says, or, or Esther says, you know, test the heck out of it. And that's what I did. I tested the heck out of it to the point where it was, it was so obvious, um, that if I shifted the way I thought and the way I was, um, living my moment, every now moment that I had, what, how I was doing it, because we're driving the car. We're the captain of the ship. You know, we are the main protagonists in the, the movie we're in. So the tools that I used, honestly, was listening to Abraham Hicks. I'm just shoving, shoving it over to them because um, there are a multitude of recordings on YouTube that, that are worth listening to. Now more than ever, I just think it's so important that we have reliable resources that we can turn to. And that's where today's sponsor, BetterHelp, comes in. So I would love to share with you a little bit more about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And it's easy and free to change counselors if you don't think the person you've matched with is a good fit. And no matter where you're listening to Seek the Joy podcast right now, you can also use BetterHelp because the service is available for people worldwide too. I just think it's so valuable to talk to someone about what it is that you're going through, whether that's anxiety, depression, grief, loss, changes at work, or friendship dynamics or relationships, or you want to talk about the challenges of the last couple of years. And BetterHelp offers a broad range of expertise in their counselor network. So you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions too, which I still think is a game changer. I really want you to live a happier, more joyful, and just ease-filled life. That's why I share these conversations with you. And so I'm just excited to share that as a listener of Seek the Joy podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash seekthejoy. Join over 1 million people and counting taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash seek the joy. The link will also be included in our show notes. I love that. AJ, I want to move to you because I know you've got so many practical tips and tools as well to piggyback back off of Josette. What can you share to help people, I think, you know, bring more of this shine, more of this joy, you know, into their lives? Well, what I find having worked with some really big executives along the way is that, um, I believe it was, it could have been in this conversation with the prior with Aiden, but the choices that we make when we enter into a space are so important because we're bringing that energy in with ourselves. And I really believe that in particular with people that are in leadership roles, they have such a strong ability to shift energy based upon the way that they enter into a room. Yeah. And it's likely because a lot of people in the room are waiting for that person to arrive and then they base everything off of it. And so- you use this already, I think as you closed out Aiden's session about light and bright. And you know, I talk to people a lot about this concept of thinking about being light and bright before you enter into a space. And um, Josette, if I read correctly in your bio, I think you may have went to one of the art schools, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, I saw I went to Juilliard. Yeah. I went to Walnut Hill School, which is a, a performing arts high school and um, sure. went into music for a bit. But during that process, I was enacting. And of course, we um, would often do the moment before. And mm-hmm. so I work with people on finding a moment before and preparing yourself before you enter into space to recognize the kind of way that you want to exist inside that space. Because by being intentional with how you want to receive people and receive the moment that you're in, you're likely going to get that much more of a response. 
And then also I work with people on their three R's. And I think Sydney, you, when you were talking earlier about Dr. Dr. Linda around the way that she's um, able to recognize a lot of this stuff and, and work with people, I, I really do believe that when you focus on the three R's, the first being recognize, you recognize that something's happening inside of your life. If you're in a moment where you're in, you've just finished a conversation with someone and it didn't go as well, the first thing I tell people to do is your three R's. Recognize that it didn't go as well as you wanted it to. That's absolutely fine. L live inside of that for a hot second. Second is remove. Remove yourself from it. Because the longer that you live inside of it, the worse it's going to be. Recognize it, remove, and then redirect yourself. Redirect yourself where you want to go from there. You want to take a learning from it and make the next one be better? There you go. If you want to completely change the path in which you were going on, then go for it and have a blast. But if you just focus on the three R's, it really can help pull you out of sometimes the moments that are pulling us down. So then we can lift ourselves back up to find essentially a spark and ultimately more shine. So. The three R's. I hope everybody got that because that is really powerful. It's a great way to move from being in a space of reflection to, okay, what do I want to do with this? How do I want to move through this? Dr. Linda, I'm curious, you know, I know you shared two incredible resources, that book and that TED Talk, but any thoughts on just what Josette and, and AJ have shared so far? Absolutely. I, I think this is what they're tapping into. One of the thought leaders that we've written about is named Dr. Suikamar Rao. What? <laughs> what a mind. Uh, he has this long bio, which I could go into, but essentially he found, he found, um, the world, the business world and the academic world, not quite there fulfilling wise. So he went off and he studied all the world's great religions. And then he removed all the religion and just kept the wisdom. So now he goes around the world, just teaching the wisdom of ages and ages and ages of human thought and so forth. So one of the things he talks about a lot is good thing, bad thing. Yeah. And this is just what, what uh, these two are, are talking what they live every day is that I'm sure when you guys get adversity, Josette and AJ, do you guys immediately label things as good or bad? I betcha that you guys just kind of pause and wait because time does pass. And these bad things that happen to us, we all have these great stories in our lives when something dreadful happened. And it turned out to be the best thing that could possibly happen. You keep seeing me only gesturing with one arm because I'm wearing a cast up to my armpit. <laughs> I had to take one more ice skate. I live in Vermont and we had this glorious Vermont day two weeks ago. And I wound up with five pins as long as this pen in oh. my wrist. Uh, anyway, I sat there in the emergency room and you know, I thought of Suikamara and I, I said, good thing bad thing. You know, let's see where this turns out. And it has been the best thing that could have possibly happened to me. I had to learn voice recognition software and it's going to change my future. So I want to hear what, I know you guys will have this, a good perspective for people on just pausing and not labeling things good or bad, letting some time play out to see what, where, what happens. I totally understand, and I, I, I definitely agree with you on this. Um, when something occurs in my life, I will naturally go to a place of recognition of how is this going to become something better inside of what's going on. I also must interject. I'm from New Hampshire originally, so I love that you're from, New from Vermont, and I also was an ice skater as a kid, so we need to go ice skating sometime, evidently. <laughs> Um, but, um, when something occurs in my life, to your point, I will not, I don't give power to the negativity of things many times. Now I don't live inside of toxic positivity for sure. Um, I don't, you know, just think that everything is so happy and great, but I just don't give power to the negativity of it. And I, I in, in the same way as you, believe that's partly why I came up with the concept of unintentional perfection in my work, because I choose 
to allow that moment to represent itself as something that's going to be better. That inside of that, there is something better that is going to come from it. Because by doing that, I'm that much closer for that to actually occur. And when I look at it as this unintentional perfection, to your point where you learned this new technology that is gonna change the way that you exist, who's to say that for some reason in five years from now, not all of us are gonna to have to learn that for some reason or another. And you'll look back and say, well, damn, I did that five years ago because I broke my arm and I'm this much further ahead. And that in itself is beautiful. And I do agree with you. I think there is that I don't look at it that way. And I just, I don't give power to the negativity in a lot of ways. I just want to touch on for a second, unintentional perfection. I want to make sure everyone heard this concept because it's really about knowing what you're aiming for. It reminds me so much, AJ, of what I was just talking to Aiden about, knowing what you're aiming for, but, but letting go of the way in which it shows up. Because the way in which it shows up is how it's supposed to for you in that moment. You're supposed to receive a certain lesson, knowing, knowledge, understanding, perspective shift, joy, love, etc. from the way that it shows up. So it's about knowing what it is you're aiming for, but releasing the way in which it shows up in your life. I love this concept, AJ. I told you that when we first met. I just think it's so powerful. Josette, did you want to add anything to this about just this concept of, you know, uh, this unintentional perfection, but also what Dr. Linda was alluding to of not labeling something as good or bad, you know, when it shows up. Yeah. And I, I also have to say I'm a New Yorker, so uh, I feel in good company here and I apologize. I'm outside. I have a class this morning and I wanted to make sure I was all set up. I'm still doing um, outdoor and indoor classes here in Santa Barbara. You hit it right, right. Perfectly Sydney with the concept of surrender. Um, for me, there is, again, it's a balance of certainly this, this unintentional perfection is the best. I, I mean, AJ is just rocking my world right now. So are you, Dr. Linda. I'm sorry about your wrist. Um, but surrendering and it, it, finding the balance, understanding opportunity, and then surrendering because um, there isn't a lot, you know, Abraham Hicks, again, I'll refer to her. She talks about when you're trying so hard in, in adversity, it's almost like pushing a noodle. You can't do it. You have to let go and trust that there is a greater um, picture. Um, but at the same time of surrendering, it doesn't mean disempowering yourself. It doesn't mean giving your power away to anything else. It just means trusting the higher version of you the, the, that there is a greater reason for this, even though you may not be able to see it. I, I love that you shared this because it is about this concept of surrender, which surrendering is easier said than done sometimes. Sometimes it's like, oh, you tell me I got to let go. You're telling me I got to trust that everything's going to go the way that it's supposed to. But I think that's part of this mindset shift that we've been talking about over the last, gosh, I guess, 35, 40 minutes is moving from impossible to possible means we surrender. It means we let go. It means we just trust and say, okay, I've, I've have the vision. I know what I want, or I know what I'm aiming towards, or I'm, I've put in the work and just trusting that where we're aiming towards, it's going to come together the way it's supposed to. It's going to be possible. That joy is going to be possible. So we've got about less than 10 minutes in this session. And I want to make sure if anyone has any questions for Dr. Linda, Josette, or AJ. Um, Sam just posted in the chat, I'd love this, I'm hearing radical acceptance of adversity. I think that's really spot on because what we were saying earlier, and AJ was saying this too, we're going to have adversity. And Aiden said this as well, but it's about allowing yourself to choose your joy, I think, through all of it, uh, and despite the adversity, or maybe in conjunction with. And I think the importance around some of that is finding ways to do that in the moment. You know, with the work that I do and, and do with a lot of people who find themselves speaking on stages or being in front of people, how many times, especially now in this world with um, the virtual stuff that we're on, nothing works the way that we think it's supposed to work. <laughs> and being able to run with that in the moment is so important. And I think the more that you do this work and the more you become familiar with the power mm -hmm. of 
acceptance and that no matter how bad something is, there's something that can come out of it that's going to, if not be good, push you to something good, that you start to live inside the moment of it. I've been on so many different talks, things where someone's introducing me or it's a, supposed to be a panel and everyone's gone and I'm the only one there. And I'm like, well, hello, let's just live inside of this, right? And like, it makes me happy because I can, I, I'm like, something's happening in the world that's allowing me to do all this work that I put into my life, to be in the moment, to spend this time with people in this unexpected joy, essentially. And so I think the more that you do this work, then it starts to become more of the way that you live in the moment of life. And you start to not recognize so much the adversity, but you start to recognize the opportunities that just present themselves to you all the time. Yeah, we just got a question um, from Kim Howard and says, I have so many questions, but so overwhelmed with so much new information. I'm with you. There's been so much good. I told you guys there was going to be wisdom dropped in these morning sessions and so they have a pen and paper ready. Um, but then Kim said, do any of the panelists provide counseling? Um, AJ, I know you will have coaching, right? But it's not counseling. It's not therapy in that way. Yeah. And I'm very key on that. Like I work with different therapists and, you know, know people when it comes to that. And I think that that goes into deeper work that, you know, obviously is not in my wheelhouse, but based upon my career, I do, I like to call it training. Mm-hmm. Um, I have unlock and unblock coaching is a platform of mine. And the more I continue to push myself, I move it towards training and helping people find ways in their performance, whether that is at work or just in daily life in their relationships the way that we have relationships in our personal and work lives, and then the way that we can ultimately communicate with intention, whether that's people that are seeking a new job, trying to grow the career that they're in or start a business. And so I try to categorize it in that way, but I'd love to work with people um, on ways to reshape the way that they think that helps to reshape the way that they speak that helps to reshape their future. So totally. And you can, I do a thing where um, if you take the shine scale, which is something that I created, it's, it's the shinescale.com. It's this tool that essentially is super easy. It takes about four minutes and it helps me look across 14 different characteristics that from those 14 different characteristics allows me to start to pinpoint where are there opportunities for you to create more sparks. And I did that because as I looked back on my own life, my own career and other people in my life that I felt were shining, that were finding these amazing things happening in their lives, that there was these 14 characteristics that continued to represent themselves. There are characteristics that all of us share, but at times we need a little bit of help in bringing them out. And so if you take the shine scale, you can grab 15 minutes with me for free afterwards. And I love going through them because I don't know if it was on this call or if it was on Aiden's, but when I get to work with people and help them figure out where's that little spark that can make them be a little bit more joyful and shine more, I learn from that. And that makes me really stoked because it's just going to empower me to be greater in my future. So totally down. Um, Kim, if you want 15 minutes with me, just go over to getyourshine.com. There's somewhere there. You can email me at ajgetyourshine.com. Okay. We've got about five minutes left, four minutes left. So I want to make sure, you know, Uh, Josette, Dr. Linda, AJ, if we have any closing thoughts, Josette, I'll start with you. Thank you, by the way, for joining us while you were getting ready for your Zumba class, which by the way, guys, you got to go to josettecasique.com and check out these classes because from what I think they're very epic. (laughs) Any, any like closing thoughts for us? Well, really quick. I also want to just address um, for Kim, I have done a 21 day course that's still number one on the dailyome.com for motivational courses. And it's 21 days of how I healed disease. I also have a course on my website called Heal. And I have a whole bunch of stuff where I have shamanic sessions where I invited a shaman that I use to, to, um, to help teach shamanic tools. I have a pranic energy healer that teaches meditation tools and that's all for free on my website. Um, and I also teach meditation and I'm in the middle of putting together a sisterhood uh, tribe where we are gathering together as women and uplifting each other in this incredible time and fanning each other's flames because that's what we need to do. Um, but the takeaway for me and, and what an amazing panel and thank you for having me is um, 
to, to, for me, it's, it's the, it's embracing the adversity. We're in it right now. We are in the thick of the, the biggest adversity ever. And I, you know, I'm happy to say I'm super excited what's on the flip side of this. Mm-hmm. I echo that. How about you, Dr. Linda, any final closing thoughts for us? Well, I have two. I, I don't think we can close out this panel without recognizing that something that I think all three of us have in common and probably every single guest you're, you're, you're bringing on today is that we all seem to be able to control our mental chatter. That I call it the head talk. And um, there is a, I, I, this is what I do. I refer people to other people that are doing extraordinary things in the world. But there's a TED talk that is so appropriate for our times called, now nobody would choose this TED talk except if I'm, dealt, if I'm it's called What Fear Can Teach Us. I'm telling you, it'll, I don't, not a day goes by that I don't think about the lesson in that TED talk, what fear can teach us. She, um, she takes, or if you put that in the search box over at Everwinding Circles, it, it, she takes you through a process of thinking about the stories we tell ourselves. And we make decisions on these stories all day long, and they're nothing more than the stories. So that's the first thing. I think we've just got to acknowledge that we've got all this mental chatter we need to really scrutinize. And the second thing is seek out people that are, that bring you joy. See, you know, I had a, on the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast the other day, I interviewed this amazing woman, um, Julia Parzak, who talks about body image. And she talks about going through her social media and just curating her incoming. She, if, if she goes to social media and somebody makes her feel bad about herself, she just recognizes it and she is curating her incoming. So, um, so my biggest advice is to find places where people, um, where it feels like you're lifted up. We just started something called <laughs> the Conspiracy of Goodness Network. And <laughs> it's going to be an alternative to the craziness that's in most social media. I, it's, it's a personal and professional place where you can connect with others who are doing good in the world. We've got to find each other. All of us here, all the people you're interviewing are little points of light in the darkness. And once we find each other, we can be multipliers for this and we can open a new era. So, so that uh, seek the joy and seek others who make you feel joyful. And the Conspiracy of Goodness Network is, is gonna be a really neat place for that. Beautiful. All right, AJ, bring us home. Bring us home. home. Um, (laughs) That makes me think of a song. Um, (laughs) Sing, sing. (laughs) Sing, sing, Um, sing. (laughs) I'll tell you this much real quickly. When I was 17 years old, I had dreamt my whole life to sing with Whitney Houston up until that point. I mean, I still live inside this moment now. And when I went to her concert, I was fortunate to sit up at the front and... Whitney Houston stopped her concert and she walked over to me and she ultimately brought me up on the stage. And next thing I know, I was going, everyone falls in love sometimes. Sometimes it's wrong and sometimes it's, and I'm singing with Whitney Houston and it was crazy. And when I look back on that, I really think that it was not because Whitney could hear me singing from the audience, but she saw this energy. She saw this passion but she also saw that I was controlling it, that I wasn't acting crazy and I wasn't begging her. I wasn't desperate for something. I was living inside of my joy. And from that, she kind of the way that Dr. Linda just said, she seeked me out, right? She seeked me out. And then we created this moment together that now I will live with for the rest of my life. And what I believe is it just takes simply one spark for us to find our joy or our shine sometimes. And we put a lot of weight a lot of times into holding ourselves back from that. And so if you can just remember that the simplicity of finding that spark is much easier than what you think it is. And if that means getting up and getting outside and being in nature or listening to one of these amazing talks that Dr. Linda said, or following what Josette said and going to Abraham Hicks and starting to change the way that you think, Find the simple, simply one spark that can completely shift your life because the more you make of them, 
it's like a matchbook. You, if you had, if you had a matchbook and you had them all, all the matches and you lit one inside the book, all of them are eventually going to light and that thing's going to be ablaze. And that's the potential we have inside of our lives. So just take one little step towards one little spark. And then ultimately our shine can increase and the joy that we see can be found. Amen. Beautiful. I am. This is wonderful. This is like the best 45 minutes. I'm so grateful to you, Josette, AJ, Dr. Linda, for this incredible panel, all about really how we can step into our joy and my biggest takeaway. And everyone tuning in, let me know what yours is as well in the chat. Don't run away from the adversity, embrace it. Joy comes from sitting in that space and allowing yourself to shift from what's impossible to possible. I really wish I had the Cinderella soundtrack ready to go because we would just play that right now. So thank you all so, so much for, for being here. I am, I am, I've told you a million times, I'm so honored, so grateful. All of um, the info on how to connect with Josette, AJ, Dr. Linda, as well as Aiden from earlier is going to be sent out this evening. So stay tuned and uh, you'll connect with them then. Thank you so much, Dr. Linda, Josette, AJ. Grateful, grateful that you were here. And uh, we're going to take a 10 minute break, everybody. Um, and we'll come back in about 10 minutes um, for, our, for our journaling session. So AJ, Josette, Dr. Linda, thank you. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Seek the Joy podcast is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created, produced, and hosted by me, Sydney Weiss. You can tune into all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're enjoying the show, hit follow and leave us a five-star rating and review. Make sure to join the community, join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And don't forget, you can actually watch today's new episode and all of our episodes on our brand new YouTube channel. Click that link in the show notes to subscribe and tune in. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday.